Unique yet common sense opinions on sports. This is Jeff Allen Sports Talk. And we've got a lot of nuggets to get to today, so let's get cracking at it. The Cleveland Browns continuing to do Cleveland Brown things. They not only fire their head coach, Hugh Jackson, they dismiss the offensive coordinator, Todd Haley. So the top two of the chain in Cleveland, as far as the coaching staff is concerned, is out. And even more crazy is that Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator, Yes, he of the New Orleans Saints Bounty Gate days has been promoted to be the interim head coach. So there you have it. Lots of dysfunction continuing in Cleveland. It uh, started off with great hope. Baker Mayfield was anointed the savior. Still a little too soon on that. He still may be great, but he's a rookie and will still have to go through the fire. But, uh, you know, you could see back during Hard Knocks that uh, Haley and Jackson were on the same page. And when an when a, when a offensive coordinator is forced upon the head coach by the general manager, success is generally not what follows. Also in the NFL, boy, the, uh, uh, the Green Bay Packer-Los Angeles Ram game was quite a doozy. Todd Gurley getting a ton of flack for not scoring at the end of the game, so all the fantasy players went bonkers because he did not get them points. Gurley opted to stop short of the end zone and down himself, and let's finish the clock off. Because even if he scores, and even though it's still impossible, I wouldn't give Aaron Rodgers any time at all. And of course, Rodgers was dipped gypped, I should say, of any time at all uh, by his own kick returner, Ty Montgomery, who, instead of downing the kickoff, decided to run it out. He gets hit, he fumbles, and Rodgers does not get a chance to extract yet another miracle finish for the Packers. And uh, I just find it to be so comical that uh, everybody is just... You know, I'm a fantasy football player myself, but I'm I'm not just so geeked out over it that, you know, I like the fact that he put his team first, and that tells you a lot about the LA Rams, but then social media, it gets a little bit crazy sometimes. But I also find social media to be useful, and you can participate with me through those channels on Facebook at JeffAllen88, on Twitter at JeffAllen underscore 88, and on our website, jeffallensportstalk.com. And you can always reach us on email, jeffallensportstalk at gmail.com. And that is where Keith has reached out to us to talk about the college football playoff. And he writes, So if the NCAA playoff committee ran the NFL playoffs, I do not think New Orleans would make it. Their only loss was a bad loss to Tampa Bay, and just squeaked by Cleveland, Baltimore, and Atlanta. Their strength of schedule is not good. And I would also add to that, they don't have the quality loss that the college football playoff committee likes to throw out there. And of course, as many of you know, the rankings were released last night. And no surprise, Alabama is number one. Followed up by number two, Clemson. Number three is LSU. And number four is Notre Dame. Now, LSU and Alabama will play this Saturday night in Bayou Country. And if 
LSU loses, they're probably done because that would be their second loss. Uh, I was actually surprised they didn't get ranked second so they could promote the one versus two matchup uh, at this point in the season. Um, And then the UCF Knights, who we continue to follow here for many of our local Orlando, Central Florida area listeners, they come in at 12. And I'm actually okay with that because I was expecting it to be a lot worse. They debuted at 18 last year. I was thinking it was going to be more of the same, but they got a, 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 a ranking of 12, although I think it's pretty poor that they are ranked behind Florida, a two-loss team that it really isn't very good. They're overrated. But I guess that's one way to keep the Knights in their place, so to speak. Regardless, we press on. <laughs> So we talk about the college football playoff and and the four teams that will be uh, uh, into the mix for for the playoff. You know, you know Alabama is going to be the playoff committee will try to get Alabama in if they have three losses. Uh, they've got the branding. Uh, Clemson, of course, will be in the mix. LSU and Notre Dame will, are the wild cards in this, and we'll see what happens with those. Now, one of the conventional wisdoms out there is if Notre Dame goes undefeated and, and, and stays in the picture for the playoff, that will create chaos for expansion up to possibly six teams or eight teams. The problem with expansion under the current leadership is that it'll have more power five teams. It won't do the UCFs and the Boise States and the Utah States any good if that happens. What I've proposed before, and for those of you hearing it, uh, uh, again, I apologize, but we always have new listeners to the podcast. One of the things I would like to see is a 10-team playoff. We have 10 conferences. So you get the first two teams a bye, let the remaining eight go at it in the first round, and use existing bowls to play that. There's been a lot of argument about, well, you got to protect the bowls and the tradition and the history. No, we don't. Because the bowls now are made, basically just made for TV programming. ESPN owns, I think, 38 of the 41 or 42 or the 79, it seems like we have. So ESPN is doing it for programming. Because if you watch these games and you look in the stands, there ain't nobody there. Especially in the early parts of mid-December when the when the bowl season starts. So don't give me that bowl tradition stuff. Because if you could take some of these bowl games and make them early round playoff games, don't you think like the Belk Bowl would be much happier to have a playoff game instead of two six and six teams squaring off? You bet they would. So that to me would be the way to go. Now, we're probably very long from that happening because the Power of Five doesn't want to share, and the Group of Five has to suffer. But yet, all of college football, if all we get is Alabama and Clemson every year, that is not building the game nationally. That is just the same old thing being served up over and over again. And I don't know about you, but I don't like to eat the same thing for dinner six nights a week. Or seven. So why do we have to take that as our serving for college football playoffs? 
You would grow the game nationally by having more inclusion and building things and making it where teams have a chance. Because Vanderbilt and the lower Elchon teams of the FCC, they'll have just as the they'll have just as much chance of winning the national championship as they do now. Almost none. So that's what I would like to see it evolve to, to 10 teams. But eventually we'll get to 6 and to, and to 8. And maybe they'll include a second group of 5 team. I doubt it. They're going to want to spread the wealth among the, the power conferences. We'll see how that works. Quick note from the NBA, the Golden State Warriors. Boy, I tell you, they do epitomize what a team is. So in a game the other night, Steph Curry already holds the shots for three-point baskets made in a game. Well, his teammate Clay Thompson broke the record. He actually did it like midway through the third quarter and then didn't play like the rest of the game. So he's inched the record up to 14. But there's his teammate feeding him the ball to help him break his record. This is a selfless team that... You know, they are just loaded from six ways to Sunday. And I don't know how we're not going to have Golden State not win the championship again. I don't see anybody from the East knocking them off. The West, I mean, can Houston make a run? I don't know. But the NBA is going to have the same problem college football has if we keep getting the same with all these super teams being formed. And you keep getting the same thing on the menu every year. And one final note, the Boston Red Sox win the World Series. Like we didn't think that was going to happen. And with that, we are done here. Thanks for listening to Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff Allen underscore 88, on Facebook at Jeff Allen 88, and the website JeffAllenSportsTalk.com. And you can reach out to the show anytime by email, JeffAllenSportsTalk at gmail.com. Jeff Allen Sports Talk is brought to you exclusively by Kramer's Salve for Dogs. I want to take a moment to tell you about the inspiration for Kramer's Salve for Dogs. I found Kramer as a small pup when we were living in Knoxville as I was taking our dog Precious out in the middle of a cold rainy night. We had heard a dog barking and whining thinking somebody had left him out on a balcony. No one came forth to claim him so he joined our family. Kramer struggled mightily with skin allergies. My wife Joy tried all sorts of ointments and medications and other than some temporary relief here and there, nothing was really helping him. Then she came to remember that people have used neem for its healing properties and after two years of intensive research, created the best solution of its kind, not just for Kramer, but for dogs everywhere. Kramer Salve is a safe and natural approach to help your best friend live an itch-free life. A four-ounce, six-month supply, including shipping, is just $30. Or a two-ounce, three-month supply, including shipping, is just $20. Your pet is family and deserves the best. Help your dog end the itch and hot spot cycle by ordering online today at kramersalve.net. That's K-R-A-M-E-R-S-A-L-V-E dot net.